I find it relaxing. I find it therapeutic. It's how I relax, especially after a stressful day at work. And I'm, I'm basically addicted to it. So if I have free time in the morning before I go to work, I'll do a little bit. But yeah, the feeling is, is just pure happiness, really. Name? Kristen Lambert, Fidelis. Age? Uh, 46. Lives in? Melbourne, Australia. Family? Uh, husband, stepdaughter, and a dog. Favourite colouring book? Joanna Basford. Probably the latest one, World of Flowers. Favourite pencils or pens? Polychromos for pencils. And pens, I've just got some new Sakura Koi brush pens, which I really like, so they'd be... They're the only pens I use. Coffee or tea? Uh, both. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to a new episode of Passionista Colorista podcast with me, Isabel from Sweden. And welcome today's guest, Kristen. Welcome. Hello. Hello from the other part of the world. Yes, I'm in... Melbourne, Australia. So I'm so fascinated about time zones and things like that. And here it's autumn. But what is it in Australia? It's spring. So there's daffodils and lots of jasmine, lots of flowers. I love this time of the year. It's my favorite season. And before, I mean, we're going to talk uh, about coloring, pointillism and other things. But first, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you? I'm 46. I I've lived in Melbourne, Australia for 16 years, probably maybe 17 years. And before that, I was born and raised in New Zealand. Um, I'm married to Vic, and we he's Australian, and we've been married for 10 years. And he's got a, a daughter, so my stepdaughter, who's grown up now. Um, what else? I work as a graphic designer in an advertising agency, and I've done that since I was 20. I've done graphic design, so that's my chosen career that I, I love. So, so you have kind of a artistic background then, and you work with graphic design. Yeah, yeah. It's my father used to be a um, architect before his eyesight got too bad, so he sort of thinks visually. In a slightly artistic way, I think, with architecture. And my mother's an artist. She's an illustrator. So she's illustrated children's books. She does her own painting. She specializes in watercolor painting. So that's, that's sort of my artistic background. But when you were a kid, what did you do then artistically, creatively? I didn't really get into anything artistic. I mean, I loved coloring when I was a child. I remember that. But... I don't really remember getting into anything artistically until I was, I don't know, 18 or 19 and I tried. I mean, I was quite good at painting in high school. I did an art class there and I did pretty well there. But I didn't really sort of do any sort of anything really creative until I left school. I wasn't really interested. I don't know why, but it was only when I I tried to get into graphic design school that I realized I could actually do it, and I got into 
it's called AIT in, in New Zealand, Auckland Institute of Technology, and I did a graphic design course there. I sort of worked out that I might be that might be my career because I didn't really know what I wanted to do at school, so I decided to do that, and I applied for a course that only accepted I think it was about 50 people, and they had a thousand applicants, and I got into that. So wow. That, that's when I kind of realised that I might actually be good good at something. So that's why. So I applied. I applied for that, and I did that. That was a one-year course, and then I got my first full-time job working for a children's book publisher called Scholastic, which I think is a worldwide company, doing their um, not designing the books, but designing the promotion that sort of went with it. So, like book clubs for kids that mm. they'd get a book book club each month and I would design the catalogue. So that, And that's where I sort of started when I was 20. Then the colouring book thing, when did that start for you? Well, I loved it as a kid. I can remember trying really, really hard not to go over the lines because I thought that was important back then. Um, but getting into colouring as an adult, so my, my sister-in-law, so my brother's, I have one brother, and he lives in Melbourne as well. My sister-in-law was pregnant at the time, and she saw, I think it was Millie Murata's whichever book was out. This is about probably maybe three years ago. Hmm. And I, I went over to visit my brother, and my sister-in-law was there with everything, with all, you know, pencils and pens and everything spread out on the table, and she was colouring it. She was, she was heavily pregnant, so... She, she wanted to do something that she could was quite, you know, something non-physical, but, you know, just to have something to do that was relaxing. And she'd seen the book in a bookstore and she saw and she was doing it when I visited and I, and I sort of thought, wow, I'd like to try that. So I think the next day I went out and book a really, bought a really basic book called Mind Mindfulness, which was all really basic patterns, and I thought, well, if I, I'll, I'll try to colour that, and if I like it, I'll try out what I thought was the ultimate hard book, which was Secret Garden. That's my mm. secret garden had come out by Joanna Bassford. So I, I coloured in that book, and I enjoyed it, and I think I bought a couple of other books from a supermarket or something, and then I built up the confidence to start in... Secret Garden. I bought a copy of Secret Garden and I started colouring in there and then I went from there. And what did you use in the books from the start? I bought a budget set of pencils, Faber-Castell. I can't even remember. They're the ones the ones in the red packet. The classic I ones? Think. Yeah, the classic, that's it. Yeah, I bought those to start with. They were great to start with. They're great beginner's pencil. You know, they're, they're quite cheap, but... I just didn't find the colours really rich enough. So then um, I think I joined a few colouring Facebook groups and I noticed that a lot of people were using polychromos. So and because I couldn't afford the full set, I found out that you could buy them individually. So I bought a few colours from an art shop near where I live, and I slowly built up my collection. Now I've got, I've got the full – I think it took maybe a full year to build up the full set, and now and now I've got – I've had the full set for, I don't know, maybe at least a year. 
So that's what I mainly use. I've, I've bought Prismacolors. I bought some Prismacolors, but I just don't like using them as much because they're so soft. They keep breaking and I have to keep sharpening them, whereas Polychromas are much harder leads. And they love, I love the colours. So I was just sort of stuck with them. Do you layer a lot? I mean, you can layer a lot with Polychromos. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I know that some people layer from dark to light colors, but I've always layered light to dark in my coloring. Yeah, I mostly do that too. It's easier to correct during and adjust during the process, I think. It sure is. It sure is. I mean, yeah, and every coloring book by different illustrators handles the pencils differently because the paper is always different. There's only been one book that I just didn't think the polychromos worked on at all, and that was Romantic Country. And I bought the book, I don't know, a while ago, and I tried to colour one page, and it just wasn't – it was just kind of almost ripping the paper. So I think I probably would need to use watercolour pen- pencils or something like that on that. So I haven't even finished a page from there. <laughs> But every, all the other illustrators' books all seem to work well with polychromos. Can you describe the feeling you have when you are coloring? Because you get caught, so you must like it. I find it relaxing. I find it therapeutic. It's how I relax, especially after a stressful day at work. And I'm I'm basically addicted to it. So if I have free time in the morning before I go to work, I'll do a little bit. I love putting colors together. I always have. It wasn't until I got a bit older that I realized, and when I like graphic design, that My way of thinking is putting colors together and working out complementary colors and seeing how colors go together. And I like balance. But yeah, the feeling is is just pure relaxation, stress relief, therapeutic happiness, really. Do you listen to something when you color or are you sitting in silence? No, I have everything on. On the couch, much to my husband's disdain, <laughs> I have a portable table at the couch that I have my book on that I colour on, so the table's movable. So it's not it's not a fixed table. So I sit on the couch. So I have the portable table in front of me at the right height to colour, and it's, if it's at night time, I'll have the TV on. So the TV will sort of be on in the background and I'll look up at the TV if it's something I'm interested in. But, yeah, I don't really like colouring in silence. But how do you choose colours? Do you start with one detail or do you can you picture the whole the whole page at the same time? Do you see all the colours in front of you before you start? Every page is different. Like the beetle, the latest colouring of the beetle, the flower beetle, I the only thing I had in my head is I found a photo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've, sometimes I find photo reference, and like I found a photo of a green black beetle, and it had some. It had really nice blues at the top of it. It had yellows on the left of it. It had really nice green sort of around the edges, and it had a sort of orangey red on the right. So I started coloring that, and then I thought I wanted to make the right side of the beetle darker than the left. To try and make it look, I'm always trying to make things look three-dimensional and have depth. And so once I, I did the beetle first, and then I had no idea what I was going to do for the rest of the page. Uh, and once I'd done the beetle, I thought maybe, maybe it would look good 
if the right-hand side had more oranges and then the left-hand side had more yellows, and I'd sort of link it all together with green. That's my That was my thinking. But sometimes I'll look at a page before I start and I'll know straight away what I want it to look at, and sometimes I have no idea. And uh, because that page with the beetle was the last one you uploaded on Instagram, so I guess it was your last one, and it's from Well of Flowers, Johanna Bassford. And as I said to you, I, I don't even know how, how you can color this beautifully. Uh, how long did it take? Oh, thank you. <laughs> it took, I think, it, it's a bit quicker than usual because I used some markers that I bought that I haven't used before as a base layer, the Secura Koi brush pens, and they just they just really helped to give a lot of depth quickly. I used them right around the border, so they sort of sped up the the whole coloring process. So how long did it take? It took, if I add up the nights, I might have done some in a week and maybe three weeks of free time in between work. So if you added that up in hours, maybe if I just did it full time without doing anything else, maybe two, three days. You must be happy with this one. Yeah, I like this one. And I'm really happy about how the the markers, I think my colouring's been missing some depth, like some really rich, deep colours. I mean, my my idol, I think that I think one of the best colourists is Cherry Lee. And I, I've always sort of strived to get my colouring as good as hers. And I think I'm finally maybe get starting to get there. Um, yeah, I am. Ha- I'm happy with the latest one. I think it's my best colouring so far. And you have a many amazing, but I agree. This is, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's oh, you must you. you must frame it or uh, and put it on your wall. Do you ever do that? I've got to do. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not very good at taking books apart. <laughs> but I have given some pictures, the ones in books that are one side single sided. I have given a couple of those to my mum, who's framed them. If she's an artist, can she still understand the the joy and the art of colouring and colouring books? Oh, yeah. Mum and Dad came to visit in August, and Mum and I, when she visits, I see her maybe twice a year. And when she came to visit, we were sitting down. We had a lovely time looking, going through my pencils and going through techniques, artistic techniques, and, and she was fascinated with the Sakura Koi brush pens because the, you can actually use them as watercolour. I haven't done it yet, but you can use them. I've seen YouTube videos. You can use them as, as watercolour brushes. Yes. And she was fascinated by that. So I um, I remembered that, and I posted some to New Zealand for her birthday so she could try them out. So we're sort of swapping artistic techniques and, you know, learning from each other. That was nice. Back to the Beetle page, uh, you mm-hmm. have posted a picture where uh, where it's still a work in progress, and you can see the difference between between one part where you have shaded and used pencils on top, and one part that is mostly still the base layer with the pens. And I'm thinking of the red flower that is really changed by the shadings. 
so you must shade a lot, and even the beetle have a lot of shadings. Do you use black for that, or what do are you using use for shading? I use another technique that I learned from Terry Lee, which is I layer, for instance, the orangey red flower. I use polychromos over the pen. Once the pen's dry, I layer polychromo oranges from light to dark orange and then a, a little bit of red. And then I have a really good dark green combination that is nice and dark, but it's not black. And that is a polychromo dark green, if anyone's interested, number. Because we are. <laughs> Pine green 267. I blend that with a technique that I also learned from Cherry Lee, which is blending it with Statler Triplus Fine Liner. So I do the really dark bits in the little corners with that, and while it's still wet, I blend it with the polychromo, and that's what gives the really dark, really deep greens that you can see in the darker parts. So so the Triplus Fine Liner, is it black or is it a dark green? It's dark green. So yep. it's pretty much exactly the same color as the polychromo dark green. So it, it just gives a little bit of extra depth that the polychromo won't won't do. I think I did a little short video on my Instagram page a while ago. Yeah, um, I saw that. Showing how I do it. Yeah, I did. That's how I did it for the beetle picture. Except for on the flowers, I I didn't use the triplus. It's not that dark on the flower at the edge of the petals. I'm just opening up the picture so I can see it for reference here. Put it here. So yeah, so on the on the flowers I didn't use the triplus, I use I just use the polychromo for the really deep bits. But where it's really dark, that's where I blended the triplus and the dark green polychromo. That's that's how I got that effect. But I, I think it takes a lot of courage to, to blacken out or do the flower that dark because when you see the uh, the other part that is still very red, I think yeah. I wouldn't have dared to darken it up so much because it's kind of take away the beautiful red, but still it's very effectful when you add all the other things in the picture oh, together. Oh, thank you. But that took, that's taken a long time to get up the confidence to do that. Like it's, I remember when I first tried the technique, Maybe a couple of years ago, I saw and seen Cherry Lee do it in one of her amazing pictures. And I, I think I, I tried the technique in one of Joanna Basford's, um, you know, the little postcards you get that yes. are from, are from a book. I tried the technique in, in a postcard I was giving as a birthday card to a friend. And I was, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared I was going to muck it up. And, and I just, you know, you don't know until you practice, until you try. And every, every picture since, I've just maybe gained more confidence and slowly experimented more and tried more. That's I think that's the only way you can get better at, at anything is to is to practice. But yeah, I wasn't sure if that was going to work, what that flower, but luckily it did. <laughs> Yes, it did. It looks amazing. But so, so you have this green, great dark green combo that uh, you used on the beetle. But d when you shade other stuff, do you use black or do you use browns or grays or? Yeah, I use black, polychromo black, quite a bit. I mean, I know that my mother, for instance, who's an illustrator, 
she never a lot of artists never use black they use other colors like dark grays or dark purples but yeah i use i use black for the dark part don't say i don't and do you blend the polychromos yes oh you mean with a blending pencil yes for example no 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 i just sort of i've got a really light hand and i slowly make it look like it's smooth i guess you'd say but no i don't use a blending pencil how many layers when we are talking about layering i mean if you're new to coloring mm. I mean, when yeah. I did like two layers, I thought that was much. But how much is much layers for you? How many layers do you do? Oh, well, if it's if a flower's orange, and I want it to look bright orange with maybe a little little bit of red, so it really stands out. I have I will start with the lightest polychromo. So I have and build up. So I would do one, two, three, four. Five, six oranges plus one, one maybe red, just to get make it look really bright. So that's seven layers, going from light to dark. So yeah, a lot of a lot of layering. Do you hold your pencil at an angle or more up, uh, up <laughs> upright? Uh angle. Angled, uh, yeah, angled. And I'm left-handed, so I, if I'm doing a background, I have to go, I go from right to left, so I'm not smudging anything or getting my hand in anything. I don't want it to be ruining the picture. <laughs> you you were talking about when you tried to count the hours the picture took for you to finish. You said nights. Is that when you are coloring? I mean, I'm a bit more flexible, I suppose, maybe than other people. I don't have any children. Um, I have a stepchild who's all grown up and moved out. So I have a lot more free time than maybe maybe some people. So I will, for instance, my typical work day, I might get home by seven, organize dinner, tidy up, do a few things. And I, I would, the time I'd probably sit down to color would be about 8.30. I'll color until about 10.30, um, and then some mornings if if I'm not going to the gym or walking the dog or whatever else I do, I'll colour in the morning before work as well. So whatever, because I'm, because I'm so passionate about it, I find time <laughs> to do it. You said that you like Johanna Basford's books. Uh, you yes. said Wild Flowers were your f- favorite, maybe, and I has, you have done yes. quite a, some great pages in Ivy and the Inky Butterfly. What is it about Johanna's yes. books that you love so much? Good question. I just, they just, I think some things click, some books click, and some don't. I mean, I really, if I want a really fun picture, I'll, I'll work, I'll do, I'll color Denise Cleet. I think her little illustrations are beautiful. If I feel like colouring a face, I'll do Hannah Carl's cousin. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Hannah Carl's. Yeah, but I always seem to go back to Joanna's because they just something just clicks and I enjoy them. I enjoy them the most, I think. You have been kind of uh, you are kind of known in the community for 
uh, how you sometimes do your backgrounds with pointer lists. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't used that technique for a little bit, yeah. But I um, I do you want to know how I started doing that or? Yeah, at uh, first, uh, what is it? For the persons who doesn't know. Well, I didn't know it had an official name because I didn't know it was called pointillism. I just thought it was just putting a whole lot of dots together. But what it is is layering, I guess you could say, lots of dots and building up layer by adding dots, like more dots in the darker area and less dots in the lighter area. This is not like circles. This is our just dots where you just dot a small pen yeah dot with the end of the pen or pencil or yeah usually pen lots and lots of dots and it slowly starts building up um depth i guess you'd say this was something you did as young younger yeah i mucking around i was probably about 18 like i said i didn't really get into art till i was 18 19 and i um i had some free time one weekend and i had taken a photo of an old house in, in New Zealand, Auckland, um, one of the old heritage buildings. I'd taken a photo and I'd drawn in pencil on a piece of card the outline of the house. And I was just I was playing around with pens and I started doing lots and lots of dots. And I was thinking, this is quite fun how it's slowly coming together as a picture. And I didn't know it was called pointillism then. I was just was just mucking around as you do when you're an introverted teenager. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I did that and I didn't know it was called pointillism. It was just a fun technique. And then one day when I was colouring, I was trying to find some more depth in the picture and I just started, I remembered I'd doing it as a young adult. So I tried it and I just went from there. And what do you use? I use a black fine liner. It's a permanent ink so it's it's a state that I'll just I'll just find out which brand it is just look in my pencil case it's uni pin fine liner with pigment ink so it's water and fade proof when I finish coloring it'll it'll stay black for forever sort of thing it, it won't fade it's a kind of a way of doing shading or the dots are building up shadows yeah they're building up shading and I, I will, I'll finish, I'll colour with pencil first, and the pointillism is the last stage. How do you know where to put the dots? I know that if I want something to, like if I want a corner to look dark, like a shadow, I'll do lots of dots all on top of each other until it looks almost black, but you can still see dots. And then if I want coming away from the corner, if I want that to still have a little bit of shadow, but still have the pencil colour coming through, then I'll do less dots. So it's a gradual transition of lots of dots to just a few dots. But this must take ages to do. It does. <laughs> I haven't done a picture with pointillism for a little while just because, I mean, I've got patience, but that takes a lot of patience <laughs> to do pointillism, <laughs> a lot of hours. So, yeah, I've taken a break from pointillism for a little bit. But I know you enjoyed it, and I mean, you you found 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 the the this uh, way to do shadings or dots when you were younger. So what is it, or was it that you liked about it? I suppose it's the satisfaction of seeing something slowly to come together and and look good. 
and it's creative, like I'm a creative person. I love seeing something slowly, slowly come together and look like it has depth. That's the satisfaction I get. But have you got a lot of questions about this? Yeah, yeah. And I've, I was, I guess I was mildly surprised that not many other people do it. And, and I've had to explain what it is quite a few times. <laughs> but, um, Someone in a colour, when I first did it, someone in a colouring group told me what it was called, pointillism, or stippling is another name for it. And I just said, well, I'm glad I know I have a name for it. I was just layering dots to see what it looked like. <laughs> have you just used them for backgrounds or have you used it uh, on the line art as well? No, I've just used it for backgrounds. And you actually have, you have like a YouTube channel with one video. Yes, and, I did and, one <laughs> and it's about this. <laughs> it is, yeah. You have not thought about doing more videos. I have. It's just um, I got a tripod and I I connected my iPad to it, but I'm just I don't know how good the video was. I sort of feel like I need to find some more sort of professional ways of of videoing and holding the camera. So it doesn't move all around. Um, yeah, no, I, sh- I probably will. I probably will do more videos. I've just got to find some time because it took quite a while. And then editing the video, I had to work out how to use software to edit. But yeah, I probably, I probably will do another tutorial. I'm not sure on what, but yeah, I'm not going to say no. I'll probably do one soon. Yeah, maybe, I'm maybe on tripod, on blending triplus fine liners. I'm not sure what anyone's interested in. Of course, that's a great idea. Yeah. And another thing is that you are doing quite a lot in your pictures is that you are adding things, drawing in things yourself into the pictures. Mm. Yeah, I've started to do that. How did that start? Yeah, I think the first one I thought of doing was a Joanna Basford Magical Jungle. It was a glass pot with an elephant in it. And I thought it might look quite – I wanted to do a background so it didn't look like the glass pot was floating. So I thought, I wonder what it would look like if I added a table and a wall. And I think that might be the first time I thought about using pointillism. So I added that background. I just enjoy pushing myself, challenging myself to try different things when it comes to colouring. And I just I just sort of have random thoughts about, I wonder what it would look like if – If I added that and then I draw it in pencil and then use the same pen I use for pointillism, I draw the lines in and and colour it. It's just for fun, just to see what it would look like. Do you draw other things as well? Um, Out of colouring? No. I mean, colouring's my, my passion, my creative outlet, and I'm on a computer all day at work doing uh, graphic design so doing anything else out of work time I don't really want to I just want to color because it says using my hands rather than a computer mouse but when you are drawing do you find inspirational pictures for that or do you just draw them from your mind I'll find inspiration from photos always photos I'll always find reference photos so I know how to I can see how to make them But, you know, they don't pop into my head. I have to have reference photo before I start. 
And uh, is it hard or easy for you to draw in the pictures? Because for me, it seems very difficult. It's very, it's easy. I hope that other people will be, will start to draw because Joanna Basford's new book, How to Draw, she's an amazing, kind person. She sent me an advanced copy, which um, I'm going to do, I'm going to work on next. And in that book, it shows you how to draw, how to draw lots of things, which I think will help other people learn how to draw. I think it's more about just trying things first. I mean, with flowers, for instance, it's basically circles and and drawing petals coming out of a circle. So it depends what you're drawing. If it's if it's a flower, then I think it's simple. But then if you practice more, maybe you can draw more complicated things. But I find it relatively easy. And uh, we were talking about inspira- inspiration. So where do you find inspiration? For my colouring, um, I find Cherry Lee very inspiring. Maria Payne is amazing at colouring faces. Gudrun, Gudrun on Facebook. Gudrun, I can't remember her surname. She's amazing at lots of colouring. I find inspiration from other, other colourists, really, and how they colour things and and try and relate it to my colouring or different techniques they use or or Selena Gascoigne, she's amazing. She's She does great colouring, so Instagram name's coloured by me. All on Instagram, I see, and Facebook. And I get inspired by other, other artists and how they colour pictures. How much contact do you have or uh, weird people in the community? Oh, quite a bit. Um, there's the Facebook groups, the administrators I have pretty good friendships with these days and also Instagram individuals on Instagram, color, other colorists I have pretty good friendships with these days. It's nice. It's nice to feel part of a community. And what does the community mean to you? Friendship, creative, talk creatively with someone, support, you know, help with different techniques if I need help. Because you don't color together with someone in real life. No, I don't. There is no one. So whenever I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do after breakfast is look on look on Facebook and see what beautiful pictures there are and the same on Instagram, what what beautiful pictures there are. Do you have any favorite coloring tools? The polychromos, yes. The uniball fine liner for the pointillism and the drawing. I have a mechanical Statler pencil for drawing in the pencil and the Triplus fine liners. I've got into Posca white. I found started using those and the Secura Koi brush pens. So we talked about most of those things, but Posca, how do you use Posca pens? I've just started to I don't know if you've seen the technique of colouring over lines, black lines in the drawing with white. Yes. Um, and then when, when that dries, colouring over again with the polychromos, just really lightly so it doesn't scrape off the Posca. I've, I've just started trying with that. And I've also got a yellow Posca, the same thing, colouring over the black line with the yellow, wait for it to dry. And I use that a little bit in the flower be- beetle picture on the yellow mm. side. Just so it, you don't see the line of the drawing, it just is a different technique. I think the thin the thin Posca 
is pretty good with polychromas over the top. It worked for that. As long as I let the Posca dry and had a really light touch with the polychroma, it didn't scrape off the Posca. You have given a lot of great tips, but what are your best uh, coloring tips in general? Have a light hand. I color from light to dark. Use reference photos. Very helpful. Join some Facebook groups, and if I always look at the um, work in progress posts. I like, in particular, friends friends who color. Their work in progress ones where you can put your your work in progress in there, and if you have questions about how to do something, often people will help you give advice, give give support, help with techniques and things about how to do things. And if, even if you think you've wrecked a picture, quite often people tell you how you can fix it. I haven't, luckily for me, wrecked a picture, but I've seen in the work in progress work in progress posts that other people feel like they've wrecked a picture, and then someone's given them help with how to fix it or rectify it, save it. So I think that's the tips I can think of. Thank you so much, Kristen, for joining. That's okay. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. And uh, thank you everyone who have been listening. And uh, see you next episode. And uh, goodbye. Bye.